Well, you already know what time it is. We're here for another game preview. It's our Week 17 matchup. We got the Cincinnati Bengals coming to town. Season's almost up, guys. Two more games left, uh, and the playoffs are here. We got a chance to lock in the three seed and obviously officially win the division for an eighth year in a row. So get ready. Welcome to the Keem Connect Podcast. This is the Kansas City Chiefs Podcast. You're the host, producer, Eric Partis. Hope you guys are all doing well. Welcome to Keem Connect. We're recording this episode on Red Friday. Hope you guys have all have been, been having a good holiday week. Uh, we got the Cincinnati Bengals coming in town on New Year's Eve. I should say I was about to say New Year's Day, but New Year's Eve. Uh, the game's at 3 o'clock. Um, yeah, Cincinnati Bengals. Honestly... Don't even know what to think about them right now. They're kind of a weird team. I mean, we all know Burrow's been out, been out for the season. Uh, they've been kind of winning, some winning, like winning some games and then losing. Like, it's like weird. They'll win like, and you'll be like, wow, it's like the Bengals didn't even lose a step without Burrow, you know, or, you know, like it's like they had Burrow out there, even though they don't have him. And... Uh, then they get immediately crushed by the Steelers. You know, that's a divisional game for them, but still, like, I mean, they got destroyed. Oh, man. Jake Browning throws, like, five picks. It, it was it was a weird situation. But, no, they got, they're coming into town. We all know Jamar Chase didn't play last week, but he will be this week. Uh, we all know about the interview, the little – I wouldn't say interview, but the pressers and the – or the beat reporters inside uh, the locker room for them. They asking them all these questions. And I swear, it's like those Bengals beat reporters, they're like weird with their questions. It's like they like the – they like that – they love the bait because they know Jamar's going to take it and they know Jamar's going to say some shit. And, you know, Jamar's a talented receiver, really one-of-a-kind receiver. You know, I would love to have a player like him. Don't even Don't even get me wrong. But he's just one of those guys that, you know, just runs his mouth a lot. And I'm like, dude, let's be honest here. You've kind of had a mediocre, you know, few seasons. I mean, you what you had a thousand yards of your rookie season, had a really good, great year, rookie year, of course. And then, you know, kind of battled with his injuries his second year. Um, and then, you know, it was kind of like kind of similar, you know, and then he's bitching about like the ball not getting to him or whatever. And I'm like, D even this is even when Burrow was even playing, you know? So it's just the way that Jamar kind of carries himself, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I feel like Bengals fans and Bengals players, they all have this, they've all adapt adopted that same mentality. They just like to run their mouths and talk all this bullshit when they've never won anything significantly since in the NFL. Now I also they know I know Jamar won his national championship at LSU. I'm not saying the dude's never won anything in his life. I'm saying he hasn't won anything since he's been in the NFL. What you won the AFC championship at Arrowhead. Congratulations. You know, you didn't get the bigger picture done. We don't care about none of that stuff. 
Um, ooh, what a nasty hit. I got the Missouri-Ohio State Cotton Bowl game going on right now, and Missouri just lit one of their linebackers, just took a shot. And, I mean, it was a, it was a nice hit, but um, – I don't, you know, obviously it's fuck Missouri. I'm, you know, we want Ohio State to win. And uh, Rock Chalk Jayhawk, my Jayhawks won their first bowl game the other night. Uh, now, obviously, it's not a great, not a, like a super high bowl, but it was a bowl, a guaranteed rate bowl. And they were the guaranteed rate bowl champs. First bowl since uh, the 2008 season uh, when they defeated um, Minnesota in a, in a bowl, I want to say I can't remember what uh, what bowl game that was, but um, they had won that one, and then the the the, the year prior is when they won the one of those big BCS bowls and the Orange Bowl, and then you know their basketball team ended up winning the national championship in like four or five months later. So that was a great year for KU. So I'm happy for that. Um, so we're we're rooting for Missouri to lose tonight because it's all we all know. Fuck Missouri. No one gives a fuck about them. They're fucking trash as school. Anyways, uh, back to Chiefs football because that's what we care about. That's what we're here for. Um, speaking of Bengals and running mouths, uh, now I know Bobby Bobby Stroop. Now this he's not. This is Patrick Mahomes' trainer. He he is the king of trolling Bengals fans. He will troll Bengals fans all day because he knows they take the bait and he can be smart with them. And it's hilarious. Um, he had said something about, I'll have to pull up the tweets. Let me just pull up the actual tweets right now because this shit's hilarious. Bobby Stroop is a, a funny guy. And then we'll actually get into the game uh, preview. And I'm really just going to really go briefly over the injury report for both teams, kind of briefly talk about both sides and we're going to get out of here. Hope you guys all enjoy your new years too. Um, Bobby, Bobby Stroop. Okay. All right. So it was this good Barry guy. I don't know if you guys know who good Barry is on, uh, um, Twitter. Uh, ironically, he has a brother who's a Bills fan uh, who he has blocked me on Twitter for whatever reason, but you know, I don't know if I, I struck a nerve. But um, no, uh, he had said something about feels like Jamar Chase. The Good Bear guy tweeted out feels like Jamar Chase will go this week, right? The way he's, he was talking, reports of him going full speed today. Then Bobby replies, we won't know because the Bengals don't follow the league injury report rules. And then, he, and then he follows up and said, no one thinks the Bengals aren't going to load up and try to win its third regular season Super Bowl against the Chiefs. Everyone everyone knows, everyone's playing, and we all know it. Um, and then, of course, he replies, thought you weren't the Chiefs fan. Sure sounds like one now. Um, and then he replies, I love every team in the league except one. Um, and then his replies like, because they are the only team that uh, gets to the Chiefs. Um, and Bobby replies, not hardly. Tampa Bay beat the Chiefs in an actual Super Bowl, which is true. And Patriots beat the Chiefs in an AFC championship before your team did anything, um, which is true. We lost the Patriots in 2018. Um, and then some dudes like Tom Brady and Joe Burrow, the only QBs that consistently beat your boy, and that's a fact. And then someone replied, um, 
with uh, the picture of – I just went through the whole thread. I know I kind of went overboard, but uh, it was a picture of Osai when he was crying on the bench at the end of the game. But, um, of course, some jackass who's a uh, – <laughs> who's um, some jackass who's a, a big – bangles like content creator or whatever it says going from private training patrick mahomes to being a wannabe mike floros and quite the full fall from grace then bobby replies i still have my job and you look like the dog on a never-ending story which had me fucking laughing and then willie uh the, i guess the willie guy that uh he had was talking to said you should quit the liquor and bobby was like he is a fascinating character. Can you time travel? And then, and then he responds, "It would be a real shame if you're." And then he's just talks. It would be a real shame if your guy loses. And then uh, Bobby's like, "Bengals are a great team, well coached. It'll be a good game." And then you know, it's like, "Let's keep it about the Mike Florio response of you calling me." Um. So, anyways, no, uh, and, and of course, all these Bengals fans are going after him and stuff because he's the king of trolling them. That's what you do. Um, no, I, I I don't really run my mouth to Bengals fans as much anymore as I used to. Uh, you know, I did a lot last year leading up into the AFC Championship, but I kind of hardly really jacked with them on the in the off season, uh, just because you know it's it is what it is. You you got you got. You got what you got on them, and then on top of that, you won the big picture, and that's all that matters. That's why when they talk about, oh, well, we beat you in an AFC championship. Yeah, but what, did you win the Super Bowl? That's all you guys can – that's all they can hang their heads on is their AFC championship wins, the ones they got in the, – the two that they had won in the 80s. It didn't mean anything. They went and got their ass kicked by fucking Montana both times um, in the Super Bowl. So it didn't matter. And the and then the year that they went um, after beating us in the AFC Championship, that would be the only thing that they could hang their heads up on high. We all know that T. Higgins is gone next year, so they're going to have to draft a guy to replace him, and then they're going to have to figure out how to pay Jamar Chase at some point. And honestly, I get the feeling that that coach or their owner was like, look, we should have won the Super Bowl before I paid all these guys. I'm not because they're. I mean, there's something about their organization where they they have issues with paying their players too, um, and they might have Joe Burrow give up some money here and here and there, but whatever. Um, but anyways, let's get on to uh, the talk of the game in itself, and we're gonna go into the injury report. Just want to talk a little bullshit uh, in the beginning of this episode because you know what, we're going to the new year. It's about to be 2024. Hope you guys have all enjoyed your 2023. It was a pretty weird year, I should say. I mean, you know, great in some moments, but just weird in a lot of uh, times as well. Chiefs injury report. We're going to go over the injury report real quick. All right, here's the final injury report for the Chiefs. We're going to talk about the guys who did not practice. Now, this is the this one right here has me absolutely worried. Absolutely worried. And it sucks because uh, this is actually who Chase mentioned, um, and Jamar Chase mentioned in his uh, interview, or I keep saying interview, 
but the where the beat reporters were talking to him in the locker room, and he's just like, he's like, I'm, he's like, I'm not worried about anybody in their secondary. Who's in their secondary? What like they all like Sneed? That's all they got is Sneed. And honestly, he's not even really anybody. Which that's just it's like, why are you saying all this stuff? Like now, granted, now granted, I will say this: teams have ran their mouths this year. And a lot of them have backed up some things. I will say that because, hey, this is this is the year that this is how our offense has been. Defense has been great. Defense has been lights out. But defensive players that are talking about our offense, most of the time they've been able to back it up, unfortunately, this year. And you would think that you would think that that would, you know, piss Mahomes off. And I'm sure it it is. But Mahomes can only control so much. I mean, this I think at this point, this is like, you know, we all think this at this point, I think this is systemic. And this is like kind of beyond what this is what kind of beyond Mahomes' control, what he can control in the situation. Now, not saying that he doesn't need to play better. We all know that Mahomes needs to play better at, at times. He has been making some mistakes. He had made a lot of mistakes in that last game, but he has also tried to carry this team and do as much as he can. But back on the injury report, Legereus need absolutely worried. He's got a calf, did not practice all week. Now, some people are just saying that it could just be smoke because it's like it kind of popped up out of nowhere. And um, it could be one of those things where they just say, look, you know what? How about you rest all week and then we'll have you getting ready for the game. But him not practicing all week still has me worried. That that right there, and with Andy Reid and how he ha- runs his ship, you don't practice all week. There's, you know, there's something about it, you know, about him not allowing you to play, and so I, I don't know. I mean, we you need Snead out there because he's your number one in the corner. He's your guy that's gonna you know follow everybody, and he's not gonna real. I don't. I wouldn't see Snead locking down. Uh, chase like that, I would see him completely eliminating uh, T. Higgins. That's who I would uh, definitely see. And, you know, in the AFC Championship, we, you know, we won with, you know, Josh Williams and, you know, Jalen Watson playing those uh, those big corner spots. But, um, no, I think – you know, we didn't have Legereus need, but you know the biggest thing with uh, not having Legereus need now, with what he's done all year, you need that out there. And with how this offense, you know, your offense, our offense has struggled and has not been good. That if you don't have your your star players on defense and the defense does not, you know, put out the same, it, it, it can get really ugly because it's like, man, you don't have any confidence in the offense to put up points. So he's, he's one guy, uh, Jalen Watson. Uh, he, uh, he was like out with the illness earlier in the week, but he's went full practice. He should be fine. Um, the other, other guys, Isaiah Pacheco with concussion and shoulder. Uh, he did not practice Wednesday and Thursday, but he was limited today and he's questionable for the game. Look, I would love for Pacheco to play. Um, I mean, a part of me is like just I, – I want him to just – because we need the run game and we all know what he brings to the run game. Uh, but a part of me kind of wants him to like get close to 1,000 yards. I want him to beat what he had a year ago. He had 830 yards rushing, man. If he can get at least like 900 
or close to a thousand. I know like it's not about the stats at the end of the day, but this is just my, you know, my stupid fandom. Um, but no, I, I think, uh, I, I think we, if he can't go, we all know Clyde, uh, will take over McKinnon's still on IR. So he has to miss his weeks and they, and they brought up, uh, other guys. So, uh, the hope is Pacheco to go, but he is listed as questionable. We all know Devon Donovan Smith's out with his neck and Kadarius Tony has been listed out for a second week, um, as expected. Um, I'm not. I'm not too worried about all that. I mean, we all know the issues with uh, Kadari- what's been going on with Kadarius Tony, and um, not like personal issues as far as like off field, but just with not with performance, and that's just what it is. Uh, I think back in the day, like it would like back with not want to say back in the day, like super a long time ago, but with Alex Smith, we weren't a championship winning team yet, so this would not happen like this. We wouldn't just bench guys, but this is different. We've won championships and it's, we know it's, it's go time. We need our guys that are actually going to put out stats. And, you know, if you have, you, you're, you're putting the, if you're having these guys on the roster, you know, suiting them up, you have to play them for the most part. And it's, they were just taking snaps and not performing. Kadarius, the thing is, Sky Moore was just running out there, not really performing. Kadarius Tony was turning over the ball, and and costing you actually games. So that that was this becoming a problem. So I mean, he's out. I mean, and I don't know if maybe they're like, well, look, we're just going to hold you to the playoffs. Just just hang on tight. We don't want to risk you. We and most of most of the time back there, we just don't want to fuck these last two games up, is what I believe. But um, no. And then other than that, McCole Harmon, he's on IR, uh, but he, well, he was on IR, but he's been full practice, uh, all last couple weeks, but he still is as questionable. And, um, Clyde Rosalaire was out with the illness. Wow. I didn't actually see this, uh, out with the illness, uh, did not practice. Uh, so he is now listed as questionable. So the hope is for Pacheco to go and hopefully someone to go. We're going to need this. Because uh, McKinnon's on IR, this is this is not a good thing. Because their run game, that run game is what needs to set this offense up. Is what's really going to make this offense have a spark. I can't see anything else. Um, now uh, going uh, onto the Bengals, the only other people were limited practice were Jamar Chase, and uh, he's listed as questionable. We don't know he's playing, and everybody on there: Jalen Dale, uh, Davis, Cam Sample, uh, Cam Taylor, Britt. Uh, Mitchell Wilcox, Joe Mixon, all those guys were full practice, limited practice, and they're all going to play except uh, Jalen Davis, cornerback. He is, oh, excuse me, uh, he is listed as questionable, but I'm assuming he's going to play too. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming everybody who's on this list is going to play because the Bengals, I think in their minds, they probably think they still have some playoff hopes because I don't think they've officially been eliminated from the playoffs. They would, uh, they honestly, they. They would need us to lose the rest of the season. They need to beat us, and they would need, like, the Ravens to lose, like, two more, one more, whatever. Um, but, no, I mean, that's I, – I, I, I just – we got to take care of business. We have to lock ourselves into, uh, into the three seed and just worry about that and just understand that's where you're going to be in the playoffs and just – 
you'll have your first home game in the playoffs. You'll have the wild card game at home. And then from then on air, you'll just kind of hope for the best. And if we have to go on the road for the divisional round, then so be it. But looking at the playoff picture, I'm, I'm not going to pull up the bracket. But uh, as of right now, we would be playing, I think, Buffalo in the wild card round. So uh, that would be pretty interesting. Um, another team that's kind of on the uh, on the horizons, uh, the Browns. We all know that showing right last night from Joe Flacco. It's like, man, when is that magic going to end? Because that dude was literally on the couch like five weeks ago. But and he's just getting he's just getting put in great positions. It's what it really is. I mean, and I will say, I mean, uh, who's their who's their freaking coach? Oh god. Blanket out on their coach right now. Um, Stefanski, he's a really good play caller. He's a good schemer. I will admit he is a really good schemer. He's scheme and it's 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 helping. Now it does help that he's um as I was say now it does help that he's wow well, nice sack. Now it does help that he's um uh gosh dang it um. And that was a. This is what happens when I, you know, I'm watching the game and trying to do this at the same time. Um, sheesh. Damn, he lit him up. Anyways, whatever I was talking about, it was not really that important. That that sack was nasty. Uh, but anyways, let's move on. Let's get on with the offense. <sighs> My expectations for the offense. Mahomes, just do just do you. That's all I can say. Do you and find the open guy. And just that's all I can really say. I mean, there's there's really the only thing this the thing about the offense is that they there's just there's no fire, there's no accountability, there's no nothing. It's all just oh, we got to do this. We got to figure this out. We got to, you know, we're going to do this, we're going to do that and it it's been the same thing all year and I'm I'm coming on that's why I'm trying to not be repetitive about this because and actually there's really not much to say about the offense other than the fact that you just don't want them to fuck up. You want them to find something. You want you hope that maybe this might be a game because the Bengals' defense has been horrible all year. They're like actually one of the worst ranked defenses all all uh, all year. But guess what? That doesn't matter. Lou Anarumo, he he knows how to play against us. And 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 guess what? No one fears our offense, so it, they can pretty much kind of do what they want. The, there was a uh, – I forgot who was it on uh, Good Morning Football earlier this week. It was Dante Hall. Dante Hall uh, had mentioned about, you know, they they that Mahomes needs to do more checkdowns. Well, with that being true, yes, he does need to do there, – there are times where he has, he has just said, screw the running back, the running back's been out in the flat, and, you know, you can just take those easy four, five, six yards. Um, and, you know, and he hasn't, but – you know, and he has at moments, but there's been times where he hasn't. The biggest thing is no one respects our deep game. 
there's they're running a lot of single high safety and you see them just crowding underneath. Now what's funny is there's times where Kelsey's not even double covered and you know it's just not not finding them or you know the pass rush is getting there and the granted the offensive line has struggled. The offensive line has struggled which is which has sucked. You know, because that that's the one thing that you, that we need to keep strong is the offensive line. Now, I I think the interior it's been kind of a little like a little slump, but I think they're they're fine for the most part and will be fine for the most part. But it's the tackles. The tackles have struggled all year. Let's just call it what it is. Um, but no, like defenses have been crowding underneath, and they've been taking a lot of the uh the, they've been matching the zones. They've been taking, they've been crowding, so Mahomes can't fit it in the windows, and he doesn't trust anybody to do that. And the thing is, there's times where guys are throwing down deep, but you know it's MVS, and even with MVS, many times where he's breaking wide open, Mahomes is not throwing it to him. And you know what that is? That's all trust right there. Mahomes trusts absolutely nobody on this offense. And that's and that and and a lot of that is he's gonna have to he's gonna have to suck it up at times and say hey look if he's open look I'm just gonna throw it to him and and you know what he's getting rushed a lot so it's it's not it's not like you know he had time to really there's times where he can't really get it to MVS where he probably wants it to because of how struggling the line has been but. No, I, I, there's just absolutely no trust with MVS, and we all know how the fan base is starting to feel about him, and they felt about him at this point. Um, you know, and it was a little bit up and down all year, but he had, but he was putting up production, and then the AFC Championship happened, and then everybody just said, you know what? Everybody forgot about the negatives, and everybody just remembered those things, and then it's been the story this year. And he is who he is. He and this is statistically his worst year of his career. Um, and it's just it's not good. And he's just taking up sp- he's just taking up re- uh, snaps. Um, don't know why he outsnapped uh, Rasheed Rice. Got the snap count the other uh, the other day. Do not know why he outsnapped Rasheed Rice. That is a travesty that should not happen. But it, it did. And I think. What I said is there's going to be times where Mahomes is going to have to say, fuck it, I'm going to throw it down there. Because teams don't respect our deep game. They don't. Because they're like, look, he's not throwing it. And they don't have good players. But if they if Mahomes just keeps firing it downfield, eventually some team is going to be like, eventually some teams will be like, all right, we better start having two guys back there. We better start running more quarters. And that's going to open up the underneath. And maybe Kelsey might have a little bit more space to work with. Uh, maybe, you know, your the, the Rasheed Rice has a little bit more space to work with. You know, it, it, there's just a – and then the thing is they're trying to run Mills' concept. And Mills is basically – typically, you know, you just have like a drag and a shallow crosser. And usually those are supposed to like open each other up. And, you know, you have your deep route. Um, and then you have like your running back that leaks out and they're uh, running, you know, out in the, um, you have your, uh, running back who usually leaks out or does some sort of delay run a block and run. But no, I mean, it, it's, it's one of those things where, uh, 
they're they're trying to run a lot of underneath routes too much to like too much like zone beaters like but too much shallow things but teams are crowding underneath you know hell they're running like a cover five which is like maybe like but they're modifying it to more of a like a cover with like a single high safety um and like what i mean by cover five is like you know typically it was like a two deep zone with like a five man underneath but they're running more of a zone uh, mixture into it but no it it this is where you need to run the ball because what it does, like, yes, it does bring people closer to the line of scrimmage, but it beats them up. And then eventually that's supposed to open up the deep shots. And then when you start passing it down the deep shots, then that takes guys to play back and then you'll open up the underneath, you know, it's kind of a give or take situation. You just kind of have to, you know, figure it out. And, this offense is just yet to figure it out. It really has. And it's shocking to a lot of people. I mean, obviously, listen, all the national media, everybody said we're done. Look, I've even kind of put it out there that, like, you know, hey, Chiefs fans, just get prepared that we might – this looking at our team, this is a possibility that we could get eliminated in the wild card round, divisional round before, and not even make it to an AFC championship. We're definitely most – most likely going to play an away game um, in the playoffs. So yeah, it's it, it's a um, it's it's a different year. And I know the comparisons are getting compared to the Golden State Warriors, but I I I I I don't think it's I don't think it's that that close to the Golden State Warriors. I know that you know those guys are much older um, in their profession, but no, I. I and a lot of it is because of just how the offense has been. And, you know, they're saying like, oh, well, Kelsey's getting old. And just look at Kelsey like Clay Thompson and Mahomes as Steph um, and Chris Jones as Draymond Green. And, you know, even though that's – even though, you know, not Chris is not New York, like the dirtiest guy like uh, Draymond. But you get my point. Um, but we're going to take a quick break, and when we uh, get back, we'll finish up with everything. All right, Chiefs Kingdom, we are back. Let's finish up with this episode. We're going to get into the defense here uh, real quick. But, um, no, the thing about Luana Rumo and his defense, uh, you know, he runs a lot of those. Uh, he, he tries to mix a lot of his coverages as well. Um, he's going to try to r- apply his pressure with his front four. In reality, it's more just Trey Hendrickson because everybody else is just bummy. Now, they did lose DJ Reader for the season, unfortunately. Um, you hate injuries. I, I don't, you know, despite hate the Bengals with the passion, but I do not like injuries at all. It's a, I said the same thing about Joe Burrow. I, I, I can't stand the Bengals at all, but I, I can't stand injuries even more. Um, you, you want, you want the best players to be out there to play. You, you want that. You want, you want to see the talent. You want the competition. Um, but no, they're uh, Trey Henderson. He's, I've always thought he's always been an underrated player. Uh, just kind of like what I feel like George Karloftis might end up being just kind of one of those just underrated players. Like we'll never get the appreciation of being like such a top pass rusher in the league, but will always be uh, a consistent, uh, a consistent, you know, 12, 13 sack guy may even look out in a year and get you an 18 sack season or whatever. 
Um, but it, you know, it, it's going to be one of those things where I, I feel like Trey Henderson and, uh, or Carl Loftus does, is going to get compared to like that Trey Henderson, uh, situation. But, uh, I, I like Trey Henderson. He's a, he's a good ball player. Um, I don't know why. I, I think he only signed like a three-year deal, three or four-year deal with uh, Cincinnati. So his his time is kind of coming up with them too. Uh, what else was I going to say? Um, uh, but no, they're going to try to get you know home with their front uh, and drop a lot of guys back. They might even just play. They might play some single. I uh, well, you know what. I don't trust Lou Amaro to play single high. He doesn't really do that much. He's going to play his his traditional cover two. Um, now they don't have a Jesse Bates no more, and they're they're something about their their secondary is uh, a little weird now with some of their players and how they've had to try to move some guys. They've been making Dax Hill play uh, all around, um, even though he's unfortunately has not been uh, what everybody thought he was going to possibly be in the league. Uh, I, I think he even fell to the second round. I don't even think Daxon Hill was there for Cause I remember he was kind of getting projected to be like a first round pick. Um, but he, I think he even got pushed back into his, his draft. But um, the thing about the Bengals, they're kind of one of those teams where they'll draft guys but they won't like play them for like two years. They like hold them on their bench for like a couple years and then mature them a little bit. And then they start playing them. Um, but no, uh, they did pay Logan Wilson. They're probably going to lose Jermaine Pratt here, here soon. I, I don't know if they had resigned him at all. Uh, they'll probably lose Sam Hubbard um, at some point. Um, but no, their, their defense is, is not is not the same anymore. They're they're not they're not as good. And I a lot of that was probably Jesse Bates. I hate to say that, but he probably was a really he was just a good safety that commanded that secondary that put put guys in the best positions. Um, and he's not there no more. So, um, I what's going to happen to get this defense to wear down a Bengals defense is we're going to have to really beat them up on the run game. That's why I want Pacheco to be there. Um, I, I, this should be a game of the running backs. Uh, I don't, I, I, I see, I see Kelsey having a few catches, but this probably won't be a Kelsey game. Uh, cause they're going to probably try to put a lot of attention on him of like Logan Wilson and all those guys. Um, but this has to be a run. This has to be a run game. I can see Rasheed Rice having a game though. I can see Rasheed Rice really going off in this game uh, due to the fact of, you know, them taking over, you know, I just, he probably understands, you know, the uh, the kind of the rivalry that's going on right now. And I, I, I feel like Rasheed Rice is kind of one of those guys that he, he takes on, like he, he understands a circumstance and he just attacks it. He just attacks it like he's supposed to. Um, and what I mean by that is it's like, when we played the Raiders the first time, he understood that this is this is a real rivalry right here. I'm about to go the fuck off, and he did. And that's what I hope that he does this week. Um, fuck, maybe a miracle happens, and maybe fucking MVS has another crazy-ass game against the Bengals for some reason, and he's tearing fucking Mike Hilton up again like he did 
uh, last time. Because that's what Mike Hilton was doing. Mike Hilton was literally the one who said Burrowhead was literally getting torched by MVS in the AFC Championship. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, but no, we got to run the game. We got to run the game. We got to run the ball. We're gonna have to do that in order for me to, uh, in order for this offense to really do anything. Uh, that interior is gonna have to move. They're gonna have to run more in, inside zone, no outside zone crap, and stop running the ball from shotgun. You know, you make it harder on your running backs when you're running shotgun from a, a like third and in, like inches or short. It's just ridiculous. Um, now. Not saying that Kelsey can't have a game. I just I get the feeling that they're just going to still put attention on him. That guys are going to have to really step up, and that's that's the hope that you know maybe she has a great game. And, you know, with Richie James kind of emerging like, like last week, you know he had some uh, some flash that he might get some more play, um, which we're all kind of hoping that he does. All right, let's uh, move on to the defense real quick. Now, they're going against Jake Browning, who struggled against the Steelers, who had a really bad game. Now, he's turning over the ball. Now, that's he is a turnover machine, too. Now, that's good. You want that. You hope that maybe we can take advantage and get turnovers because that's the only way we're probably going to put this offense in the best position because this offense can't drive down the ball or drive the ball down the field consistently like that. They can't. They cannot go down and have long drives. They, they just A mistake will happen. It's just it happened all year. So the hope is maybe the defense can put them in better positions to score where they're not having to move the ball down as much. Um, or at least, you know, we're putting Bucker in the best position to kick a field goal and put points up because the offense can't even get him in a great position to fucking put up points. It's, 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 it's stupid. Um, but no, I, I, I think this defense can have their way. I think they can really take advantage and, um, grab, uh, get some interceptions, uh, maybe even some forced fumbles, um, here and there, maybe take, uh, you know, they're going to try to run the ball with Joe Mixon a lot. You know, they're going to have to figure out to focus on the run game. The run game has been a little shaky the last uh, few weeks. Now, I will say this. I know a lot of guys, and this is this is such a weird argument to me. I hate it. I hate that it's it's a, we're, we're arguing now who's the best linebacker uh, on our team, which is such a stupid – it's, 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 it's a, you're like, what, what's that saying? You're, you're, uh, plucking, um, I can't even think of the terminology right now or whatever the saying is, but, uh, you're, you're basically nitpicking at that point. Um, and you're, you're, and it's, you don't need to, because it's the defense is great. The defense is balled out all year. Now I did hear an interesting take. Someone said that, Maybe this team is better off being a high-powered offense and a mediocre defense. That's the only way that this team could be successful. And, you know, with what we're seeing this year, it feels that way. But this defense can win a Super Bowl. This defense is very capable of winning a Super Bowl. Now, can your offense support you? Can your offense put up just enough points for you to hold off the uh, the, the opposing offense cuz I know our off I know we can hold off points. I'm not worried about our defense. It's really just going to come down to, you know, can they get the turnovers? Can they get the proper turnovers? Can they 
can they get the uh, can they lead this team to uh, get a strong run? Because that's the only way it's going to happen. Um, they're going to have to attack the run. They're going to. I know that they're going to try to run the uh, ball because they're not going to trust Jake Browning to throw into the secondary. So we have to stop the run. Now back to the linebacker argument. I I hate how we're I hate how our fan base is really trying to figure figure out oh that this is who, this is who should be on the field. Like look, Drew Tranquil, great player, great player. There's a reason why he didn't sign with the Chargers. And I know he said he chose not to sign with them, but they they didn't even they did I don't even think they offered him a deal like a, a like a deal for him like it was basically like what he what he would have signed that he signed here. And he was not about that. So um now I do think that not having on not having him on the field on the last drive was not probably was not the smartest choice. Drew Tranquil should be on the field. He is a great linebacker. I'm not gonna go out and t- out here and say he's our best linebacker because if you look at him and when he plays, he he's not all that against the run. So that's why they have Nick Bolton out there when we're playing against more heavier packages. Because that's what's most likely going to happen through those offensive formations is you're gonna you're gonna see more run plays. Now on the last drive, if you really look closely on the play, who really screwed that up was Leo Chanel. Leo Chanel shot the wrong gap, which forced Leo Nick Bolton to pick up the slack. Um, and because uh, Leo essentially got himself washed, and Nick just didn't get there on time. He just couldn't get there on time, and it just it, it sucked. But by that point, the defense was so worn out. I mean, the defense it gave the offense seven damn fucking tries to put up points. So this this argument about who's the best linebacker, I think it don't matter if Drew was right there. He's missing the tackle because Leo screwed screwed up. It, it's it, if Willie's right there, he's missing the tackle because Leo screwed them up. It, it's it's one of those things where it shouldn't matter. But you got to understand that that Nick Bolton has commanded this defense for the last three years. Just because Drew commanded it for six weeks when Nick was out doesn't mean he has the full grasp of how Spags wants it. Maybe you don't know this. Maybe Spags got on to Drew a few times and said, like, hey, man, I needed you to do this. I needed you to do that. And maybe he went to said like hey this is why I have Nick out there because this is what Nick does for me. And I'm not saying I'm just just spitballing here, but there's a reason why Spags has his guys out there. Now, that sucked when it was like Hitchens and Neiman and Sorensen when they were just not capable. But I I'm not I'm not shooting Spags in the face because <clears throat> he chooses to have Nick Bolton out there against run plays. Now, I would have personally chose, if you're going to run nickel with your two linebackers, I would have personally had Drew and Nick out there because, you know, you want to have your, your. I think that though, like your, your more smarter linebacker, your most smarter linebackers are Drew and um, Nick. Um, and then a lot of people were just saying like, oh, they should not re-sign any linebackers, only bring Drew back, which is – I'm like, look, we don't know what Drew is going to be offered to come back. If he if he gets like a big offer somewhere else, if he gets another one-year offer with us, who knows? 
you know, and we don't know when they're going to pay Nick Bolton. There's still time for that. We don't have to go out and pay him immediately. But this this argument is stupid, guys. We do not need to be arguing who's the best linebacker on this team. It, it, it doesn't matter. That's That's irrelevant. I think that they all have their own strengths and they all have their own weaknesses. That's why they all, that's why they are the best line. And to me, in a totality, if you're taking four fucking linebackers that can all play together, I think they're one of the, the best linebacking cores in the league. And so I, I, that's why, you know, they all have their strengths and weaknesses um, that, that can go along with each other. But really, the biggest thing is is stopping the run, stopping the run, and not allowing a guy like Chase to get off. They're gonna double chase. That's just what it is. They're gonna double chase, and the hope is to have someone really man up on T. Higgins because the thing about T. Higgins, he is a you know him and uh, Jamar Chase are the king of push offs. They know how to manipulate it and do it. Uh, but T is just a jump. He's like a Mike Williams. He's just a straight jump ball guy. But if you press him and actually be physical with him too, he can, you know, we saw an AFC championship. It, it, he can definitely be handled. It's not like these guys are like super impossible to cover. The talented though, super talented. Now, a lot of people, a lot of Chiefs fans are like saying like, oh, T Higgins is going to be a chief next year. Like, look guys, if it's a free agent, I don't want to go out and look, if you're going to dish like money, we're not going to be able to afford T Higgins. T Higgins is going to take a market deal. T Higgins is going to get paid 18 to $20 million a year, you know, maybe even a little bit more, but, um, we're, you know, we, we have to dish out We're the money that we're going to have to dish out is another MVS contract to somebody. They're gonna. Have, that's the type of money they're gonna have to dish out. They're gonna have to get off the books with him and dish it again to someone else. Look, I, you know, I've said this. I, I, I'd go after a guy like Mike Evans, some you know trusted veteran that's still got some juice left in the league, um, that can give you two couple strong two couple two years. But um, what else was I gonna say? Uh, back on our defense. Just take care of business. I think, you know, I think Spags is going to blitz him. He's going to run his exotic coverages. You know, we've been running a lot of uh, modified cover, well, cover uh, cover three with that single high safety and then dropping into uh, cover two or cover four. Um, but I can see a lot of zone uh, with so, uh, some more uh, outside leverage or more of the, you know, inside leverage press on the outside uh, for the corners. But, no, it, it, it's it should be a fun game. It should be a fun game. I think our it's it's crazy because their defense is extremely bad, but our offense is what it is. And so I don't know what's going to happen. I I know our defense can. I know our defense will be able to hold for the most part. It's just really not allowing their playmakers to uh, to get going, and that's just going to be the biggest thing. And Spags has got a. Uh, Zach Taylor on his hands, a, a really, really good offense. Um, and uh, uh, Andy Reid and Nagy and all those guys, the and co, they um, have uh, Lou Anarumo on their hands. So it should be a fun game. Uh, we all wish that, you know, Burrow was in there so it can be what it was supposed to be in the beginning of the year, what it was promoted as, is that it could be played for the number one seed because – 
of how the, this rival has uh, been uh, the consistent the last few years. And um, but no, we'll be playing the Bills. I, I think we're going to end up playing the Bills at least one uh, once in this playoffs. Uh, as of right now, I, I believe we are playing them in the wild card round. So that'll be another year playing the Bills in the postseason, um, and they'll become the Arrowhead again. So. You know, it is what it is, even though they did beat us in the regular season, but we'll di- we'll be division winners. And, again, they will be able to take care of uh, the division, wrap up the division if they win this weekend no matter what, and they need uh, – it doesn't – I think they just have to win. They don't need anybody else to lose. Um, uh, another big thing in the news, speaking of uh, in the AFC West, we all know that De- uh, Denver just officially benched Russell Wilson due to their little contract disputes and – uh, injury lifts uh, guarantees. It's uh, kind of a crazy situation, but we all know that the end of Broncos country, less ride that's coming to an end for uh, Russ and Denver. So, all right. Uh, my score prediction. So I just want to get out of here, guys. I hope you guys all have a new year, but um, my score prediction, I'm going to go ahead and say, you know what? Let's just go ahead and say what it's been the last few years. I'm going to go ahead and say 20 to 23. Chiefs win. Very nail bite, close nail biter. Um, it just it a lot of I, a lot of shit happens. It, it, I, I've we've been seeing it all year. It's just only nice to assume that it's going to happen again. And you just got to prepare for crazy stuff to happen this Sunday, but. Um, anyways, hope you guys all have a new year. Uh, don't really need to say this, but I'm going to say it anyways. Hope you guys all stay safe. Don't do nothing crazy. Um, and if you do be safe about it, but all right, Chiefs Cam, we're going to go ahead and get out of there. With that being said, connect. It's always real.